Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. They they, they needed to get to work in two hours, so they had to conquer the planet to to get some of our seawater just to recharge. Michael Michael Jordan drinking seawater and then passing out under a basketball hoop. (laughs) (laughs) That's the closest thing to clam-flavored G Fuel yet. Boys, Fall of Man here, the internet's number one fake history meteor, coming at you to cause a mass extinction. I am your PlayStation 3 exclusive, Peter O'Donoghue, and I am joined by... It's me, Ethan, falling off a cliff! Because ah! <laughs> I'm a man, so it's Fall of Man. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm James Miller with DualShock 2 capabilities. Ooh, Jamie's got <laughs> vibration support. Wait, where's the other joystick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, would you have to hold Jamie sideways? Or like like a teddy bear? Or I'm like an N64. There's so many ways to grip me, baby. Oh, <laughs> Jamie was made for some sort of magical person with three hands. Yeah. <laughs> to hold comfortably. So, uh, today's request for Resistance Fall of Man comes from patron Papa Bray. Um, and was backed up by Mossy, Ninja Platypus, and Lorbonian Wizard. Uh, Lorbonian Wizard actually re-requested this today uh, while oh. I was writing. She she re-upped her, her desire. Uh, she has simped harder for Resistance like than when she found out that Jamie was like a kinky fuck freak last week, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and she sent us an email about it and has requested it multiple times on Discord, including, like I said, when I was like going over and finishing up the script this afternoon. So... Uh, this one nah, is for you, Monica. You, yeah. we, you, you did it. Yeah. yeah. First, first, first ask credit goes to Bray, but the the real, the true MVP is uh, yep. is definitely the Lorbonian Wizard. Uh, I, I don't even know how many times Bray asked for it. He's just a patron, which is why he gets to go first. But yeah, exactly. The MVP for the for the match is absolutely Lorbonian Wizard. So thank you. Yeah. Also, another dub for the for the listeners. Great suggestion. Had an absolute blast putting this one together. And I have a great knife set here if you're ever interested. Uh, if you'd like to join any of the lovely people that i just talked about you can join our discord linked below or our patron uh patron patreon linked below uh just like john benj did this week um you can join our our patron john benj in becoming a patron on patreon exactly thank you okay Mm -hmm. nice save dude all right we'll just cut Mm -hmm. out all that where i stumbled over where my tongue fell out of my mouth i I, I dropped the spaghetti he gets promoted to he gets promoted to Judge John, uh, or Judge John Bench, right? That's his name? Yeah. 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 Oh, Judge John Bench? Like he's on the bench? In the bonus. Check it out, Judge oh, John. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it's in John. the bonus audio, yeah. Check it out tomorrow, yeah. yeah. And we did get a lot of emails. I would also like to welcome back and or thank uh, older patrons who either resubbed or edited their pledges, uh, which would be... Um, oh, I didn't write their names down. Anyway, yeah, thanks, thank guys. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck we run a tight ship here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Resistance. Are the lads familiar with the series? Jamie, Ethan, have you played one? Have you seen one? 
Have you smelled I, one for some fucking reason? I mean, I mentioned it. I mentioned it to the boys here before we started the, the episode, but I was convinced coming into this that we'd already done one, maybe two episodes. And Pete was like, "You're thinking of Killzone." I was like, "Oh yeah, I was thinking of Killzone." So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I played this one. It's, like, I remember playing either Killzone or Resistance, but I yeah. couldn't tell you which is which. <laughs> In electricity, it's represented by ohms. True. It is. Yeah. True. Um, okay. That's about all I know. Good. Okay. So nothing. Uh, I played Resistance 3, personally. It was the only one that I've played. Uh, but that one, like, is kind of a soft reboot because it changes the perspective from, like, a American soldier man named Nathan Hale to a Sopranos one-off character named Joseph Capelli. Oh. So it's, like, a new guy in a new setting, and it's five years after the second one. So it's it's fresh enough. Like, there's a big enough gap in time, and the change of, of point of view is, is enough. Like, I never really felt lost. Yes, Jamie, uh, you've got your hand up on the webcam. <laughs> in, 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 illuminated solely by your laptop screen and a camera yeah. for some reason. And a candle for some and reason. A candle. I, got a candle. Yeah. I got a candle. Um, I'm, 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 I've got the, the mood set right. But I remember yeah. playing on the GameCube, a game where you like wake up in a mental hospital and you have psychic powers. And uh, System Shock, no? Or uh, no, it's not System Shock. No, no, I know which one you're talking I about. I borrowed though. it from either you or Matt. your friend Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, it he definitely had it. Really uh, cool. I thought it. It's might not. Be it's not Resistance though. <laughs> I think Resistance is a. No site. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll find it. I'll find it. Okay, somebody uh, pull up the clip. Yeah. Anyway, the Resistance games. Uh, Resistance Three at least fantastic shooter. I had a lot of fun with that. I remember Second Sight. Second Sight was the name that of the game. Was it. Oh, nice. Gee, that was quick. Yeah. Um, so the Resistance games were made by Insomniac uh, before they were being moved to the Marvel Plantation to make Spider-Man games. They made Spyro, which is great. We have an episode. And Ratchet & Clank, which is great. And we have an episode. So mm. you can check those out. Uh, Ratchet & Clank has a very wacky weapon system where they have a lot of kind of bizarre, goofy guns that level up through use, which is how they get upgraded to get, like, they basically evolve like Pokemon to become more complex and... Uh, kind of crazier uh, resistance three at the very least also does this so your weapons have like a separate exp gauge and they all level up cool. so they as you use them they get upgrades so the smg gets like smart targeting bullets and as it's like upgrades you get just like get this entire screen where it can like target multiple <clears throat> headshots and fire it, like these little seeking bullets wow. the revolver shoots out like a sticky thermite grenade with a button on the side that makes it ignite, which I know has been used in other games since. Um, I'm trying to think. If you do not use it, do you in fact lose it? Or uh, yes, okay. actually, okay, you yeah. can actually lose yeah. them. No, or you just you resist, Resistance Three is also doubles as a sexual education blueprint. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so like all the weapons like upgrade themselves as you use and get like more and more kind of zanier and get different kind of like crazy backup things i know in rage and rage 2 the revolver also has the sticky sticky bomb that shoots out of the bottom of it that you can like snap your fingers and detonate which i think i don't know when rage came out i played both rage and resistance when i lived in toronto but i don't know what order they came out in so i don't know who invented the revolver with the sticky bomb on it regardless it's a great fucking idea i forgot you lived uh, in toronto Rage yeah. came out in 2010. Resistance Fall of Man came out in 2006. There so. we go. Okay. We were just we young lads. We were like 15, 16 back then. In 2006? We, yeah. we were all 
15. Little babies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, I do recommend the games. They're all still on PS3. No remasters, no re-releases, no nothing for some fucking reason. So if you've got a PS3 that, unlike me, can still read discs, you should check them out. I think <laughs> it's, you could probably definitely get all three for like $11. If you've got one with the PT demo on it, then you're rich. Yeah, ex- exactly. Buy gold and yeah. also, like, obviously, inflation's going to get us all. So buy gold and also PS4s with the PT demo on them. That's <laughs> the, o- the, the only true, the only thing that retains its value is the PT demo. That's yeah, all my- I can't believe we, we, <laughs> we Nixon got rid of the PT standard, dude. My, my, uh, my retirement plan is to um, troll through uh, garbage dumps looking for hard drives that people threw out in between 2009 and 2011 containing Bitcoin, Bitcoin wallets. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's yes. how I'm going to retire, so. Uh, I'll let you guys know when I find more. Speaking of PS3, I forget if we talked about this on the show, but it was it the U.S. Army or the U.S. Navy that used, like, 2,000 PS3s, hooked them all together, and it was cheaper to buy all those PS3s than to make a supercomputer? So they made a supercomputer basically out of, of thousands of Old PS3s. PS3s. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me look that I, up. It does clear. sound familiar. I feel like you've told me that fact before. Like I don't know if we've yeah, mentioned it on the show. It but... sounds familiar at the very least, yeah um yeah anyway resistance top tier recommended uh and also before we begin i'd like to propose a new drinking game for the audience because while i did like looking this one up uh i'd like to propose the new game where anytime pete gets cucked into talking about prehistoric aliens please take a drink (laughs) you're the prehistoric alien guy you're greek just like the ancient aliens guy that we're talking about the other day i know i know yeah (laughs) so uh just just to, to close the loop, it was 1,760 Sony PlayStation 3s, and it was the U.S. Air Force made a supercomputer out of that. Yeah, okay. I, put a, I put a picture of it in the Discord for you, too. I always kind of forget, because you were like, the U.S. Army and the U.S. Navy, and it, originally my head was just like, it's not the same thing. It's just the, yeah. the ground guys and the boat guys. Why did oh, they hate each other? Why didn't the U.S.? Why did the U.S. Air Force just use the Eagles at the beginning of the fight? Because that's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why didn't the Air Force just take the ring to Afghanistan? Like, yeah, why, why, did, why, did, why didn't they just take take? Why did the Eagles carry SEAL Team Six to Ob- uh, Osama's compound? <laughs> 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 so okay. ancient alien. Alien. let's talk about the friggin let's talk about resistance lore huh i feel yeah, like we yeah, haven't no gotten gone into it yet. sorry 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 yeah um so uh the aliens du jour for this one are the chimera uh they're a species of alien presumed to be from another planet uh they lived kind of all over the earth alongside the dinosaurs however they abandoned the planet some sometime between 65 and 60 million years ago after a brutal war with a different and unknown and since disappeared alien species uh the war culminated in the cat in a catastrophic event that eventually created the crater uh, that we blue-pilled normies believe was created by a meteor at the mm-hmm. in the yucatan peninsula who wiped out the dinosaurs mm-hmm. actually it was some sort of alien weapon, and the devastation, clearly they, kind of, it's like a Pyrrhic victory, they won the war, but the devastation, by whatever they had detonated, exactly, caused the chimera, they were just like, hey, so this project that we had started here on Earth, kind of fucked it up, there's a big old hole in Mexico, we, we should probably jet for a bit. What type of victory was that? That sounded cool. A Pyrrhic victory? Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, n- named after Pyrrhus. Yes. Who I think was said to be the son of Achilles, I want to say. Yeah, but... it's when you um, basically, at any cost, you win the victory basically on a pile of the bodies. It's it's the Soviet strategy. It was also like a, a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, there's, it's there's like, that the, the casualties are, don't matter as long as you win. 
Yeah, the zap ran again. Like I knew each killbot had a, a preset kill limit of ten thousand exactly. people, so I sent yeah. wave after wave of my own men at them. Yeah. <laughs> so since they're unknown, I'd like to propose a, uh, propose a lore boys canon that the Chimera were actually just at war with the dinosaurs, um, and then the debris that had like from the crater had to, that blocked out the sun and wiped out seventy percent of life on Earth was just like, oh no, this is actually a massive mistake. We should get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they, they had gone too far, so they dipped out. Dipped out to space, you're saying? Back to, back to their home world, which uh, we don't really know where the Chimera are from. They are from some other planet, apparently. Um, Why even were... get, into a, like, get into a fight with dinosaurs? Like, like what, kind of, what kind of mobilized defense are they putting up? Yeah. That's, just, that's, that's, that's Lore Boy's canon, because okay. it's not written in who they were fighting on Earth, some unknown species that they clearly wiped out entirely, mm -hmm. and... I mean, there's no dinosaurs in the Resistance games. Those, those it's, are not, it's not like the Roman, like the Roman phalanx, like the turtle shell shield formation. It's like the Ankylos Ankylosaur <laughs> shield formation. <laughs> they got it's the same thing. They just got one guy with a club at the back, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just like swinging it around. <laughs> this is maybe more for our, our Discord uh, people, but the Chimera have ruined planets, just like uh, our very own Chimera, Saucy Chimera who uh, animate yeah. shit posts and um, posts vague enough shit. And then when people ask him what he's talking about, uh, he either gets mad or insults them. Uh, so <laughs> that's how he ruins planets. But uh, yeah. one of our favorite longest uh, patrons, right? I did look it up. It is one of the two people who opted their patron <laughs> the donations yeah. this oh, month. Okay. So Thanks, shout Saucy. out to Saucy. Thank uh, you. Also, Squilliam. So. We'll get to your, your other request soon. We just did uh, Ape Escape. So let, let us get At to some At some point others. in the next yeah. thousand days. And maybe, and maybe check the bonus content this week, Saucy. Maybe there's a little tidbit in there for you. A little there nuggy. Is. A little nuggy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so prior to leaving uh, Earth after uh, blowing up Mexico... Uh, they set up the Chimeran Tower Network with the intention of just kind of waiting as long as they needed for the, whatever, atomized crust of the Earth to settle down so they can grow plants again. Mm -hmm. uh, these towers were hundreds of feet tall and probably, like, like probably about a foot, like a football field, I suppose. Like, hundreds oh. of feet, not, not, not like, That's something we not incomprehensibly know. huge. Like, it's a, just a big old tower. Okay. Uh, and they serve several functions. They can communicate between other towers on the network. However, they seem to be like Christmas lights, where if one goes down, everybody on the wire goes down. Uh, so it's, it's not, not the best. So like one yeah. tower burns out, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's not a parallel yeah. circuit. It's a something else circuit. Series. Uh, it's it's the AT&T. Boom. Take that. Take that, AT&T. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Take that. I'm sure some, I'm sure people hate them. It's, uh, oh, damn, what, what is this, Time Warner service? Boom, got him. But <laughs> what is this, didn't tell me, you didn't, uh, Yeah, yeah you, you didn't tell me this was the Verizon network, Pete, that, the, oh, that these chimeras were running. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, uh, Rogers, Telus? Uh, yeah, all of them, hate keep, them all. If we keep saying them all, I think we get more laughs. <laughs> Uh, the towers can also um, kind of control the climate in their immediate area to make it more hospitable to the Chimera. They like it cold. They like it crisp. They're an AC race. Is okay. One thing. So in the third in the third game, you go to one of the Chimeric towers or the Chimeran towers in New York City, and New York is is completely frozen. It's 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 all it's all snowed out. Basically, is is what that looks like. So they they like it cool. All right. 
most importantly, that uh, they also serve as like military bases too. But most importantly, they can create a bridge between the Chimeran planet and Earth. So the third game is all about stopping this wormhole from being opened. Okay. And thanks to a mysterious force called the game's script, many of the towers were built where major human cities would end up tens of millions of years later. And not to nitpick, but this is really fucking goofy because thanks to plate tectonics, this means that some of the towers like realistically would have needed to have been built underwater or in some cases in like the molten mantle of the earth itself because as the like 65 million years ago the earth looked completely different the continents were in different places and as the tectonic plates and the continents move chunks of the continental plate get subsumed and melted back into magma underneath the rest of it so like parts like parts of the land it's just like oh yeah like where was like somebody find out where the fuck was new york city 60 million years ago because I'm pretty sure it was molten rock. Because I know that at least at least chunk of New York uh, of uh, North America was like an inland sea and stuff like that. And like Europe was a gigantic archipelago of islands. So the one that comes out of London is just like, oh yeah, we're, we're just gonna build this underwater. <laughs> uh, so the Hudson Valley apparently has dinosaurs or uh, dinosaur fossils. So Whoa. Uh, New York at least is potentially realistic. Okay. Wow. And it, we we said he said not to nitpick earlier. You know what nitpicking's from? The etymology. It's from when you got lice. Picking nits. Yeah. yeah, it's little getting little bugs out of your hair. But I, I find it doesn't line up perfectly. I always thought nitpicking was like digging into the details for like why are you doing it like to a fault. But nitpicking seems like a good thing because you would want to pick all the nits out, right? Uh, or do you, or should you just like... shave your head and get straight to the point? Like maybe yeah. it's like, hey, leave me my own nits. Let me pick my own nits, dude. Oh, okay, because uh, <laughs> the nits of the, the of the Stay game are, are the flaws in the story. So why are you picking their nits? They could pick their own nits. Okay, I see. Yeah, so yeah. As, as nitpicking inherently requires fastidious attention to detail, the term has become appropriated, so meaning has changed, to describe the practice of meticulously searching for minor, even trivial errors in detail. Yeah. Uh, it's because we're... We're basically just wimps now, because having nits wasn't a big deal back then. Yeah. Now, yeah, why we, you had bigger, we had bigger problems. <laughs> this, exactly. is, this is a, a little, little boy's English hour for you. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if you guys watched, and this is a tangent. I don't know if you guys watched. I posted one clip of it, or maybe I posted the full clip uh, in the memes channel on the Discord. Uh, but it's called At Home With English. Uh, and it is this fantastic, this fantastic, like very surreal, like... Like late Teletoon, uh, like at like three in the morning or whatever, or not uh, Teletoon, but Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. Yeah. Okay. yeah, like one of those like surreal shows, I guess, and it's on YouTube. Uh, but it's basically just like a guy with these very like casual, like short uh, scenes where he's clearly just like teaching common English phrases. Where he's just like, like, oh, did, have you done your laundry today? I tried on these new pants and these ones are too big. But it's got like the uh, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Oblivion overlay over it, and it's got Oblivion music said to it. But then every so often, one of the sketches will switch to like the combat music. So there's one where he's like, he's trying to move all these chairs, and there's always, there's two characters. There's a voice off screen, and then there's the guy uh, who like is targeted or whatever, and he's like trying to move all these chairs, and then like his boss comes in and like 
as soon as his boss comes in, the combat music starts, and then he like ends up getting fired or like quitting and getting fired. Like, uh, <laughs> oh man! If, if you're looking for, if you're looking to just uh, eat an edible one time, JB, and watch something that'll make you laugh, I think it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, funny. you mentioned the Oblivion combat music, and it it just starts playing in my head immediately. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> those like three hours well spent. Not to tangent too far, Ethan told me a story last night of. So I used to live at his place. And I used to always hide like my my THC habits from his parents. But found out mm-hmm. that his mom uh, with some friends did an edible over the weekend. Oh and yeah. Thought she went blind because it was dark out. I was crying laughing at dinner oh, last night. Oh, it, it was so funny. <laughs> she's like, she's like, because she had some friends from like from when she was young over, like from like high school over, basically. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so like they were having a good time and her, her friend brought some edibles and like she has horses so she has to like go feed and water them at, at times or whatever right and like her friends had come down they did the edibles their friends had come down with her and they all had their like phones for like flashlights because it's dark on the farm at night and it was a cloudy night when they were out so it was really dark but my mom like like all her friends leave while she's still working so then she leaves and she doesn't have a phone and she's just describing she's like standing there in the dark going like oh my god i'm blind oh my god i'm blind and just like blinking a lot trying to see and then ends up like she's just walking like forward super slowly saying that to herself until she sees until she sees literally the side of the barn in front of her and she goes oh okay i'm good i'm good <laughs> that's, a, that's the most the most stereotypical like you got to stone story right yeah, uh, yeah. She was super into super tramp. I, I feel like there was a time when she she might have uh, been more into the edibles, but way back when. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She straight up told me she smoked weed when she was in high school. So yeah. I remember like when I was still like very young before I'd ever ever tried marijuana. Um, probably like twelve or whatever. I distinctly remember my mom being like, "Yeah, well, everybody smokes weed like sometimes, you know." <laughs> like, I just be like, like in a conversation to somebody else, right? But I remember just being there, just be like, "Huh." I guess so, huh? Just yeah. being a tile and a sponge, just like Core picking up on memory that. unlocked, yeah. and yeah. Jamie, Jamie offers you a joint when you're 17, and it's like, well, yeah, everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody does it. Mom said so. <laughs> Another, uh, I guess a core memory for the lore here would be that uh, after losing the war against the dinosaurs, which is canon, uh, or winning the war, the war but barely. Dinosaurs. I'm sorry. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having to resort to scorched earth tactics, like mutually assured destruction to get rid of big lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So over time, the chimera became much, much weaker. And in 1908, they finally became desperate enough to send a probe back to Earth to see if they could resume the conquering or the terraforming or whatever it is they wanted to do. So they waited 60 million years. They were just like, mm, no, can't do it. They were just like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready for Big Lizard again, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. What if we go back and Big Lizard's still there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if blocking out the sun didn't work? Is all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so they sent a uh, they sent a probe back to Earth. Uh, the probe would go down and detonate over the Tunguska River in Russia on June thirtieth. 83 years before I was born, in a modified-for-the-game version of the Tunguska event. Um, the real-life Tunguska event basically comes as, like, a prefab, super cool sci-fi setup. Around 7 a.m. local time, uh, on June 30th, 1908, a celestial body of some kind, so a meteor, a comet, or an asteroid, something, um, estimated to be about 200 feet across, traveling an estimated 60,000 miles per hour, came through the Earth's atmosphere at a weird angle, boiled, 
and then exploded somewhere between three and six miles above the ground. Oh. The explosion was close to a thousand times more powerful than the nukes used in World War II and flattened, and this, this is like an incomprehensible number, it flattened, and uh, if you guys want to look at the first spoiler image, you can see. Oh, I think I just posted the same picture as Googling yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Stripped, it stripped off the leaves and flattened an estimated 80 million trees over yeah. an area of twenty one of 2,150 square kilometers. Whoa. So that for reference, nuts. the distance between Toronto and Montreal is 531 kilometers. Hmm. Wow, what's it? What's uh the difference? The, the the distance between New York and Chicago? If you're such an Google expert. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, what, what if the train is traveling at uh, 90, 140 kilometers an hour, and there's and another train traveling at ninety miles? miles yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like an incomprehensible explosion, and the fact that it happened in nineteen oh eight, very much in the middle of nowhere, means it is hard to understand. So back then and even now, this part of Siberia was sparsely populated, but nomads in the area report that like maybe three people have been killed. And I kind of love this. It's like, I cannot imagine what it might have been like to have been like, I don't know what the tech tree level of a Russian nomad in 1908 was, but, <laughs> but like, can you imagine being atomized or like you just hear that like your hunting buddy that you like just killed, you killed the deer with him last week, right? Yeah. And the next news you hear about him from, like, whatever the teepee that he lives in is just like, oh, yeah, no, by the way, whatever, like, Vlad uh, was atomized by the brightest light that has ever been seen by human eyes. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess hell is real. It's, it's, it's a, a rock came from the sky and blew up. And also, 2,150 square kilometers is a, a big fucking area. Yeah, it's a that's a big old chunk of Russia that to have the trees all blown down. New York, two thousand two thousand one hundred. You said two thousand one hundred fifty square kilometers. Yeah, uh, New York to Chicago is just under fourteen thousand football fields. That's a lot of Sunday games. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Twenty one hundred. How far is that on on? Is that like across all of the United States yet? Well, it's it's square, right? So it wouldn't be. It would be what like. 100 times 100 kilometers long by 20 ish so yeah you like it's like maybe like draw a square like draw a line from uh montreal to ottawa mm -hmm. or maybe a little less and maybe like halfway and then like make a square from that line essentially yeah oh so that's like huge, big, but huge. that's not that's 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 still quite big but that's not like country big okay well, no, no, yeah. no, but just think think about the fact that driving to Ottawa from home is yeah. like 95 I'm minutes. trying to put it and into terms that someone who's not from Canada would get. That's, that's two, 233,591 football fields. There you go. Oh, now they know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it was a lot. And also, like, that's why I put it in the other bits. Like, 80 million trees were blown yeah. down, which is just like a, a number so huge. You're like, huh. That's crazy. And this is like the most powerful the most powerful explosive on earth in nineteen oh eight was probably like I don't know, like the Emperor's favorite firework somewhere in China at that point, right? Like there's like like the atomic bomb had not been invented. They had like artillery ship cannons, I guess. Like like but that's like a solid chunk of chunk of metal, but yeah. Yeah. I nothing near this scale. No. I was just curious. I was like, how much toilet paper does a human use in a lifetime? And I want to transfer for that to trees. Uh, it's 
634 miles of toilet paper. All right, and it takes one tree to make 1,500 rolls. So it's 31 million trees to make one year's supply for everyone in the U.S. So you know what? You could wipe people's ass for almost two and a half years with what was blown down there. In all I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. How, much, how, much, how much toilet paper was wasted in the Tunguska event is my question. <laughs> <laughs> so lore-wise, the probe that had exploded contained, that, that and caused the Tunguska event, contained the Chimera virus, uh, as well as some other genetic material, basically. Uh-oh. Um, the this would spread like through these small kind of beetle-like parasites that humans eventually called crawlers. So these very small beetles would bite people and infect them with the chimera virus, comparable to the plague's fleas or COVID's soup bats. Basically, Oof. that's like the that's the bridge animal there. Right, right. Uh, the chimera the chimera virus infects and mutates various species into like kind of different kinds of organisms. The most basic being the soldiers of the chimera, which are pictured below. So you guys can check the next spoiler image, uh, and then I guess describe it for the listeners in case no one has uh, played Resistance. Describe the the default alien monster soldier from the Resistance games. They got six eyes, which kind of wrap around their head, like where your sunglasses would go, where your sick, like, Oakley speed shades would go. Like yeah, back, yeah, yeah, back yeah exactly. the ears. Uh, yeah. Presumably, so they, they can't be flanked, or can't be flanked as easily. Uh, they don't have lips, no lips, and they don't have molars. They just have uh, just have the front canines there, so. They got uh, the like, predator carnivores. teeth kind of thing. Yeah, right. exactly. No molars. Yeah. And, uh, and he's got a gun. They're humanoids, too, yeah. Like they, yeah, bipedal. Big scary head, but look mostly like a human except for the eyes and teeth. I guess kind of. Yeah. They are hybrids. They the Chimera virus. This is an infected person. This guy would have been bitten by a beetle at some point. Okay. This guy would have eaten his beetle soup. Basically, Does that's the why beetle, he's in the beetle have the same eyes. I wonder. They look like cicadas, sort of. Oh. So it's like a like a big kind of like big angular fly. Yeah, there's a big cicada on the picnic table uh, the other day. I'm looking at the cicada. I'm like, that's a fucking huge bug. And then my dog just like jumps up on the table and eats it. We're like, no, yeah, no, we're no kidding. Like, <laughs> so anytime Jamie tells a story about an animal, it's always then then I say, yeah, I got skunk this, got skunk this week too. Yeah, so uh, my apartment smells like skunk because the dog found a skunk at two a.m. So lots of lots of fun stuff here. Yeah. Um, sorry. So the nineteen oh eight, the asteroid uh, crashes. What? Uh, how many years later does it take to get to these like? Beetles biting people, turning them into the monsters. Because this... it starts immediately. Um, okay. The rest, the rest of the episode is about like how the Chimera virus spreads, basically, because it is uh, the events leading up to the game. Yeah, uh, is but... it like a World War One cheater? Uh, no, uh, because uh, I, I mean I do need to get into it actually. Never yeah, mind. okay. Uh, that, that's for the episode. World War One happens normally. Okay. Oh, okay. So there, so... there you go. Because this happens in 1908 in the middle of fucking nowhere, and thankfully. Uh, whatever his name is, the guy having his sandwich does kill Franz Ferdinand. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So um, later on, after infecting enough people, the crawlers were no longer needed. Uh, the virus had mutated enough to transfer through uh, through bites from what are called feral chimera, which are they're just resistance brand zombies. So there's okay. like certain enemies in the game. It's just like the swarm enemy. It's, they run around on all fours. They're skinny, kind of humanoid people. They bite people, turn them on the, into other chimera, and they mutate that way. So the mites gotcha. were the original, the the way of like, kind of like uh, it, they're a crop duster basically. They just like spread it out. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Uh, early reports came from Siberian nomads of large six-eyed monsters, uh, but due to things like the Russian Revolution and the First World War, there wasn't a ton of bandwidth left over to follow up on Bigfoot sightings from yep. like <laughs> from Siberian nomads who were who had seen a scary monster out in the woods. Hey. This is like, like I saw great, I saw great bright light. After that, Ivanov gets back up after falling dead. Has <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, six yellow eyes. Yes. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the photographer literally just killed the emperor. I have way bigger things to worry about, man. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> uh, you, you, he, he, you are now a Russian soldier. Go to Western Front. Yeah. Can, I, can I have a rifle? No, there's not enough rifles. <laughs> Something that, that reminds me of Bigfoot, of like finding a monster in the woods or whatever. And there's a guy who got banned on Twitch this week because he ran in front of his camera and then off screen, but like completely naked. So I was like, what? So I checked the Twitter for like this band and there's just a picture of him like running and you just see like the back end of him of his butt and he's like blurry and it looks just like... <laughs> <laughs> I love that Bigfoot photo, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> at work, at work because like the, it's not even turnover at work in some cases for some departments. It's just like washout, like the fucking seals. Yeah. Um, and for the people who are still there, we've got like central products like, hey, guys, we created this group. So you guys all get to know each other if you want, because I know like not everybody comes into the office. You can post a picture of yourself and, and and like so people know who you are. And for me, I have not posted my own picture yet, but I was just like, I'm just going to upload that like Polaroid photo of Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> like, I, like I don't go to the office and I don't work with prod. I work with the effects team. Right. So right. I like I, I don't see any of the people in my department. <laughs> So, uh, after the Siberian nomads started reporting pictures of some naked Twitch streamer, later on in 1920, uh, which was, this is a real thing that did happen, so this is again, like, slightly modified cool history. Later in 1920, a mineralogist named Leonid Kulik, who is also a real guy, uh, led an expedition to investigate the area around the Tunguska event, so it did take them 12 years to go out and investigate, like, the 80 million blown up trees. Because that, I mean, like, it is an area of concern, I think. So in real life, he showed up, interviewed the locals, and sadly left without any, without finding any um, evidence of a meteorite, which is why we know that it vaporized in the air. There is no crater, and there is no, I guess, detectable meteorite material for a guy in the 1920s. Like, there's definitely... it's Because it, there's, of course, the evidence of the KPG impact that killed the dinosaurs is that there's, like, a layer of iridium around the entire planet. So we know that a large object with iridium, which is rare on Earth, crashed in to the planet and spread out a very, like, even and thin layer of the same material around the entire world. Whereas this one didn't really leave much because it's vaporized within the atmosphere. That's also why this the area that it destroyed is so fucking huge. Because none of the energy that it released was transferred into the ground. Which is the same reason they detonate an atomic bomb in the sky is to, for extra. Oh, the air do. puts up a hell of a lot of resistance. Yeah, the the atomic oh. bomb like dropped over Hiroshima blew up in the air because it does more damage that way. Because you, you lose so much energy if you drive it straight into the ground, basically. Yeah. Oh. It absorbs a bunch of it. There's uh, the air gives up a whole lot less. What Peter? Resistance. Of man. <laughs> uh, I, I will say I looked up just a, a small tangent here. I did look up Leonid Kulik because said he's a real guy and that sounds interesting. Jamie posted. I have that. a little bit about him if you want. If Jamie, you want, because I did put in his real bio before his game bio. I just I just thought it was he's got fan art. 
Like I just uh, one of the top Google search what results the fuck? Is, is, fan, is fan art of him in, in front of like glowing crystals and a weird meteor meteorite. He looks like Sam okay. Hyde, man. Yeah, he I mean, does. He, God damn it. He, he is the it, like I'll, I'll post a picture for Jamie of just just the man, I guess. But like, if, if this isn't the most stereotypical like Russian mineralogist in oh, like. Wow. Early 20th century, like, I don't know I don't what know it is. Yeah. He's got, like, the, he's, like a, a finely coiffed beard, like, round eye, round eyeglasses. He's and, got like, the Trotsky glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I posted yeah. Well, the, the Bigfoot photo of a gamer above, too, if you want to see a naked man's butt. But Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just about to comment on That's great. I also like how he has the, like, semi-transparent gray, like, one-liter jug of water, which is, like... Uh, yeah. what, he's like, in his room, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Probably had <laughs> to pee. Was also... Yeah. Yeah. But that big jug of water is like a health lifestyle for some people. Where it's just like, yeah, man, I, I, like I'm into fitness, and all they do is drink a liter of tap water out of that exact jug. <laughs> like you've definitely, you've definitely seen it. I think on Twitch, it's more about not leaving your computer. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It is, yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. much more of that. Um, yeah. So anyway, in real life, uh, Kulik, who was very cool, he showed up, interviewed the locals, didn't get any meteor evidence, but later on, he did fight the Nazis in World War II. Sadly, he was kidnapped by them, and he died of typhus in a prison camp in the 40s. Oof. Um, and we'll find out a little bit more information about the Bimeobame Kulik after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back, everybody. So now that we know about real life Kulik and his tragic end, uh, game Kulik actually disappears uh, in uh, it, like during the expedition with his entire team. Um, it's never really find out, found out what happens to him, but it is theorized that he fell victim to the Chimera or to the virus itself. So either the mutants or they became the Chimeric soldiers that we talked about earlier. One page of his journal is found where they describe like, oh, yeah, man, like this gets all kind of fucked up. We're going to head out soon. And also his camera are discovered in a nearby nomad village. I know it's been 20 years, but I guess we'll go, you know, investigate that thing that the locals have been talking about for two decades now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Russian isolation and limited comms technology at the time, uh, the fact that the Chimera were infecting and slaughtering every living thing in Russia went pretty much under the radar for the rest of the world, and not only because that expression didn't exist, because radar was invented in 1935. True. The war was going... By the British. Sorry? By the British. By the British, yeah. In it. Now, do you think they needed a new expression or some way to detect aircraft at night? Like, why would they have invented radar? 
because <laughs> I need the expression, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, well, well, people kept saying like, "Man, the you Oxford know, English like, Dictionary was what needed needed like they needed a controversy or something." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I really didn't notice that thing. I wish there was an easier way to describe the, the sentimentality and emotions I'm feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, Lewis. I've got me an idea. <laughs> So the war was going very poorly for the Russian army up until Dr. Fyodor Malikov developed a vaccine for the chimera virus using some DNA that was recovered from the point of uh, like the point of the explosion at Tunguska. So they did send expeditions afterwards. So there was some DNA that was met that they managed to recover and use for a vaccination. Vaccines from them Russians. We know how that goes, right, boys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, <laughs> Art imitates life is that we all have our Russian vaccines, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, vaccines have been around for a while. I guess DNA was around for a while, too, but I can't imagine the, the means of collecting DNA was very sophisticated it's in the 1920s and 30s. It's kind of sci-fi, but they no. whatever. Like, they sent the guy to the meteor explosion site, and he picked up some alien goo and decided to, I don't know, put it into a cow, and the cow was fine. So it's, yeah. the guy, <laughs> no, it's the guy with the bean plants who figured it out, because he, he figured out dominant recessive genes through bean plants just by mating them together. I forget Swiss his name. Swiss researcher Friedrich Meischer. Is that the yeah. bean plant guy? I don't know. That's the guy who discovered DNA. Oh, okay. The, the one that, yeah, like that I remember in in university in biology, they they taught us about the bean plant DNA guy, and they, he was the first one to be like, oh, well, like recessive genes show up like twenty five percent of the t time. Well, he oh, maybe he's like uh, the did, dude who did recessive versus dominant genes actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was listening He's to... He's the guy who, like, proved the existence of gingers, I guess. Yeah. The, he got the Nobel Prize in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he was a doctor. And or chemist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was a bean guy, per se. I think he was you a, could be a You could be a doctor and a bean guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I think Malakoff is absolutely a bean guy, at, at the very least. Or at least could intuit, like, the... He, 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 had, he, he had the wise mind of a bean man. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh, just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ethan immediately just like, oh, that's kind of losers. <laughs> because Malikov, whether or not he know, knew what DNA was, he knew how to make himself a vaccine. So the the chimera virus and the chimera DNA are different things. Because if, if we remember, they had been weakened in their battle with the dinosaurs. Yeah. So they sent the virus to basically just like, look, if we could just mutate the local flora and fauna, they can do our fighting for us because we're just a bunch of whatever decrepit old men in our rocking chairs on our foreign planet right. launching meteors at the Earth that for some reason we still desire, right? Right. They've got all the good seawater. That's true. Ours true. dehydrates us too much and theirs dehydrates less, so we're going to take over. I wonder if it's like a uh, the only way they can reproduce. And again, this is just like a, a Lord Boys canon, uh, I guess, that I'm just spitballing here. It's like the only way that this species could reproduce is by infecting like existing life with material. So it's like they can't create more without taking like living people on their home planet. Like they can't create new life, right? So maybe they're just looking for... I'm trying to think of what would make Earth of all planets special. And as far as we know, it's life, right? Like sophisticated life, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, it, well, I mean, it's not sophisticated life unless you mean complex, like uh, like organism wise, because like dinosaurs, yeah, despite having kind of simple weapons, um, are still complex life, right? Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Just like bigger yeah. than single-celled organisms. 
yeah. Um, so like the the guys who have, whose names I, I forgot the aliens there they um, chimera <laughs> chimera I want to say cryptids I'm like I know it's our cryptids yeah no. uh, the, the, chimera, yeah, the Bigfoot thing was a joke he's a cryptid <laughs> the chimera keep coming here because they are trying to create more life and maybe the experience with the dinosaurs failed because they like cold but dinosaurs like hot I don't know yeah they like do you said yeah. it's, it might be the sea is too salty for us but it might be just salty enough for them and they don't call it the sea they call it the G like Gatorade. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they drink it up, and it, it's like it's a perfect amount of electrolytes and salt and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of hungover college frat chimera were just it's like they, yeah. they, they, they needed to get to work in two hours, so they had to conquer the planet to, to get some of our seawater just to recharge. Man. Yeah. Michael Michael Jordan drinking seawater and then passing out under a basketball hoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest thing to clam flavored G fuel yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, G Fuel Crunch at us, dude. We 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 want the Lore Boys clam, dude. The Lore Boys Clamato, hundred percent. The, the, the Caesar G Fuel is gonna happen. <laughs> so now that the, now that like science TM had recognized the difference between the viral Chimera strain and the DNA recovered to create the vaccines, the OG Chimera are now called pure Chimera. So the virus itself is like a modified version of themselves. They, they whatever they they. Crop dusted us with their dandruff to create horrible monsters out in the Russian wilderness. Sure. Yeah. Uh, after some early tests, it was shown to prevent infection from the crawlers so you could get bit by the fleas and not turn into a monster. However, over the next few years, tens of thousands of Russian soldiers were vaccinated. This helped for a while, but some concerning side effects began to emerge. Uh, soldiers began to call Dr. Malikov father, which that... Just out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the control they, group wasn't doing that. Like, they, they'd the ask the sailing they, solution weren't calling him dad. So yeah. it's like, fuck. But yeah, the the sailing the um, vaccinated group started calling them father. Uh, the control group didn't, but both groups surprisingly did start asking Doctor Malikov to pull their hair and spank them. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> from, a, from a separate Russian Empire study, but that doesn't the result. <laughs> um. Right. So uh, eventually, after calling him father, 90% of the vaccinated soldiers went AWOL and began calling themselves the Cloven, which is the final spoiler image that I have there. The Cloven are really more of like a mind-wiped like race of humans. They look kind of mutated. They kind of look like vampires, um, but they're not the same kind of six-eyed alien monsters uh, that, uh, that the Chimera soldiers are. No. Um, oh, yeah. Pointy yeah. ears. They look like zombies, I guess. Like Yeah. Yeah, they're zombies with guns. They're they're yeah. they're a little bit they're a little bit more generic. They they serve like the they're the third party army. They're like the flood from Halo, basically. They they appear in um Resistance Retribution, the PSP game. So they they weren't in the first game. I don't think they were in Resistance 2 either, but they they did pop up as just like a whatever, the flood from Halo. Or they have, yeah. They have enough dignity to still wear clothes and shoes and shoot guns but they got they got their face looks like a little more unhinged like a zombie for sure yeah, they, have, they yeah. either have the dignity to still wear clothes or they don't have the wherewithal to have taken off their clothes right i don't course. know which yeah right. i think it's probably a combination of the two because i think both the socks i'm currently wearing have holes in the bottom where i can kind of feel the floor if i shuffle my feet back and forth in my my chair right now i'm not wearing socks but i got a big hole in my knee nice. okay mm-hmm. okay jamie any 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 uh <laughs> any i'm not wearing pants but i got a big hole in my butt 
You're okay. wearing your shorts backwards, so the strings are hanging I actually am wearing my shorts backwards. <laughs> I was doing a fun motion Don't you fucking lie to us. You're wearing your shorts backwards, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was wearing my shorts backwards, and on camera earlier, I was just, like, grabbing them, like, reins from behind and pulling them for the boys. You know? sure. Turn me on, personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah J- Jamie is role-playing, like, the, the housewife and, like, tying the apron behind behind his back, essentially. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. Before Jamie, I get my Jamie does pizza that I ordered yesterday. Yeah. If I if I had to guess, if I had to guess, Jamie, I would say you do not own an apron. Uh, you're right. I own a. I, I bought a an oven mitt recently because my old one <laughs> got. <laughs> For a while, I was using okay, a t-shirt. So folded yeah. towels do work. That's fine. They do work. I had a, I had an old band t-shirt that was too ratty to use anymore, and I would just use it to God. pull things out of the oven. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's I. This is the riveting conversation you get at the Lord Boys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bought an oven mitt the other day. <laughs> I wore it on stream. You guys can trace back to um my when I bought it. The oh, day yeah. I bought it, I was wearing it, and you're like, "Why are you wearing yeah. that?" And we talked about it on 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 the call for a while. So I don't yeah. remember that. It happened. <laughs> it happened. Sure. Believe it. Yeah. I mean, Jamie's not not showing off the what like what like the raggedy ass like loose teeth fucking t shirt that you've got that's like <laughs> holes that you just say that you take McCain fries out of the Pro- oven with. Protest the hero, yeah, it was. of yeah. course, yeah, because uh, yeah. it had the nice big flower on the side. But I probably wore that shirt like ten thousand times, so I had to get rid mm. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a couple of shirts like that that are completely... My music band shirt from 30 Rock is completely worn out. Oh, like, yeah. the collar is barely connected. It's like the spider web of threads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. collar and the white shirt. It's it's folded up in a pantry right now above my washing machine because it's like... It, it, if a single drop of sweat gets on this thing, it will dissolve. Yeah. It, it yeah. is completely finished. Plus... But in a pinch, if your cat ever eats your oven mitts... Yep. Hey, you're good. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> if she gets through my oven mitt. <laughs> I've only got the one person. Do you guys have aprons? Do you have aprons? Or am I, one I, I do, yeah. You do? I, I I have several now that I'm I'm married, but I did have one before I got married. Did you it was, do... It's a, re- a real man's apron. It's it from a barbecue company, okay? So <laughs> I've got a Budweiser cooking... one, so me too, also very alpha. When you're cooking, though, do you put it on? Uh, no. when I'm cooking, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I'm doing, like, curry, maybe, because turmeric can stain pretty bad, but uh, very rarely. And honestly, I should wear it more, because I'm incredibly messy, just in general. Like, I'm not I'm not the messiest person in terms of, like, clutter around the house, uh, but in terms of, like, not spilling, or, uh, like, when I'm... Uh, I, I grew up on a farm, obviously, so sometimes you're working on tractors and stuff, which are very greasy, and, like, my ability to not touch my face when my hands are covered in grease is non-existent. Like there's just, there's <laughs> nothing there. So I, I, anytime I work and the same thing applies to cooking. Like I will so often just like, Oh, got tomato sauce on my hand. Better just like wipe it on my pants. Cause yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. My apron's got a beer holder in it. It's got like a holster. Basically it's also got a bottle opener and then a huge, like kind of like pocket with hooks for different things. It's, it's nice. primarily a barbecue one, but yeah. if I'm frying something in the kitchen and I don't want to stain my shirt with, Oil or, or anything right, like or right, like right. like a chili with tomato paste. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put on an apron. Uh, I I'm kind of messy too. Like whenever I get tuna sauce on my hands, I'm like, oh, I gotta wipe it on Ethan's pants. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Jamie, it's such Jamie, an asshole. Jamie, Jamie like, is... a totally broken down band T-shirt, yeah. like on like an apron with the sleeves yeah. behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, just put the, I put the collar over the top, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the rich guy at the golf course with the sweater, yeah. but you've got it on backwards with yeah, like, yeah. the sweater. Yeah, one hundred twenty dollars sweater, like like because <laughs> <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch just yeah. tomato paste. <laughs> The last time I made smash burgers, my t-shirt just smelled like a hamburger until I did my laundry. And I think that's okay. But Okay. You and I live different lives. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's the reason I put on an apron is to prevent that from happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toss in the laundry. It all comes out in the wash. Why not? Except, <laughs> except for stains. They don't always come out in the wash. Uh, but... Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? So now you know how we all... We were talking about Cloven. How, how, about... Like, the Cloven, exactly. They're from the PSP game. Uh, and how they are clothed. There we go. Yeah, and <laughs> no aprons. They are barbarians. They have their guns. They have their shoes. They have their ratty ass band T-shirts. That's that's the way that works. Cool. So eventually, uh, despite the fact that Russia was pretty isolated in the early 20th century, the UED or the United European Defense realized that Russia was being maybe too quiet, uh, even yeah. before like regular electronic communication, like. You know, maybe we receive, I don't know, a telegram once per decade from the Russian Empire. How is Peter doing? How's Peter the Great doing? How are his daughters? Is that cartoon movie about his daughter done yet? Like, I want to know. Is it out? Is well, it out? How's the bat? It, would it have been Peter the Great at this point? No. No, it's Nicholas, I think, was the last one, actually. Yeah, but it, like this is after the Bolshevik Revolution, right? Uh, this is, we're talking 1920 now. So yes, because I think that was in the 1917? 1917 to 23, yeah. Yeah, there we go, yeah. So we're in the middle of the Bolshevik Revolution, actually. Yeah. Where is Nicholas? Nicholas. Did the photographer get you? Or did, was it the alien mutants? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> it, I think that would be funny if somehow, like, Nicholas and his family, the photographer was like a chimera monster, just like, with the hood over it, just like, with the, the light bulb flashed. <laughs> just, just, like, they didn't know that they were going to be assassinated, despite the fact that the entire, like, media team was clearly monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, the UED eventually came into contact with the chimera. However, I, I like the way it was written, I guess, on the wiki mistakenly believed them to be a result of some sort of Russian experiment, which considering no other country in Europe at this time had had contact with aliens makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right. Like why would the Austrian empire like go show up at Russia's door in 1920 and just be like, Oh, a uh, alien. It's just yeah. like, oh, like clearly the czar has been doing something wild with alchemy I, or some shit. Right. I like, <laughs> I, I, drinking mercury. I like the idea of like some people believing like instantly getting that it was aliens, then other people just being like, no, no, it's it's definitely definitely just the Russians being Russians. Like, yeah, oh, it, oh, it, oh, the Russians they are they are clearly uh, being possessed by aliens. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, chap, no, no, chap. It's it's just that's just a normal Russian of yeah, it. Bad Russian science is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. The, Whatever the equivalent of the guy wearing like the upside down bag of potatoes and the sandwich board, like end is nigh. Like yeah, yeah. He, he's finally, finally vindicated, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so now we can jump ahead a little bit. Uh, in December 1949, the Chimera launched a full scale invasion of Europe. Between the First and Second World Wars, it would appear as Hitler did not actually rise to power in this universe. He is not mentioned in any of the fiction, and neither is the Second World War. Germany seems to have been like concerned that russia was like very suspiciously silent and kind of led the charge on the whole like 
hey, whoa, we haven't received a telegram. The guy, the guy wearing the potato bag, the raving lunatic, has been kind of like being right way more than I would be like comfortable with. So we're gonna like investigate on this end. He's not mentioned. There is no alternate World War II. It seems to have skipped over it entirely and led straight into the Chimera War uh, in 1949. Because when the Germans went into Russia, they had crossed the border, they noticed a whole lot of weird monsters and ghost towns, and their investigation had started as far back as, like, 1938. So the the Germans were really working on just, like, the hadn't had a call, they were concerned with their buddy. They did the, the whatever, the mental health check on their neighbor sort of thing. Do you know if okay. there's... Do you know if there's any, like, animals that get infected with this, too? Like, do you run into, like, a big Russian bear with six eyes and, like, coming at you? In the third one, there are larger monsters. Like, there are different classes of enemy. There's, like, obviously, I showed you guys the picture of the regular Chimera soldier, which, for all intents and purposes, is man. But there are, like, little skittery zombie ones, big bugs, giant kind of, like, gorilla-shaped things. And the Chimera virus in canon infects multiple species so cool. yes absolutely and and maybe cool. in the first two games that i have not played there may be absolutely like the bear monster or something but i know that in at least one of them there's like a godzilla sized chimera monster as well Whoa. oh shit yeah that's like attacking new york city or something like that like okay <laughs> classic classic godzilla attacking yeah. city classic yeah classic chimera towers conveniently built under every major city on the planet right <laughs> <laughs> so after decades of isolation and being completely left alone because no one did their mental health checks the chimeran army now numbered in the millions so this is converted humans and converted animals and other kind of like mutated sci-fi monsters their numbers and their advanced technology presumably brought in the same like their 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 numbers, and then they had the excuse me, I read that wrong. Their advanced technology was presumably bought all, like along in the same pod, or the knowledge of alien technology was contained within the genetic code of the virus. So once you get infected, you can be like, oh, I'm a Chimerian fisherman now, so I know how I have like an alien fishing rod sort of thing. Like yeah, a fish, right. A fish better than your average Siberian peasant. Yeah, I understand that if you actually hold the fishing rod from the far end, if you hold the hook, throw the rod, fish actually love to fish. That's why they call it fishing uh, originally. <laughs> so if you throw a rod in the water and you leave the hook in your hands, essentially, they'll grab the rod and try and reel you in, and you can reel them in from there. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you go fishing once, you get to eat once. Uh, you teach a fish to man, fish. and he'll <laughs> eat forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 um so yeah they had their alien technology there are millions of undisturbed mutants who have just been hanging out and con and infecting their neighbors basically so the ued the european defense force quickly fell apart which led even to former allies fighting each other along with the chimera so switzerland not so neutral when the aliens show up was basically the consequence of that okay there you go finally finally found their breaking point yeah, it was the monsters. Actually. It was monsters. Yeah, it turns yeah. out monsters. <laughs> turns out they that won't break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this, uh, excuse me, within a year, uh, the last country left in Europe was Italy. Uh, so I guess that kind of gives you the idea of the direction that the Chimera were going in. Very much. Well, like they had God the on their side too. Of course. Yeah. And, the and yeah, yeah, and the uh, and the wonderful leadership from Mussolini, right? I well, uh, from what I hear, he wasn't a bumbling clown. So, <laughs> in, in in no way, uh, not only the power of the power of God, but also the power of salami, uh, yeah. because the invasion of Europe kind of culminated with the siege of Genoa, 
which is not my favorite salami personally for, for Muslim, um, but you have heard of him so you could what that bad right <laughs> for for who do you think Mussolini? You have heard of him, so yeah, he must have been good. Yeah, the siege lasted less than a month, and within the month of January in 1950, um, Italy was laid to ruins, but not the cool, not like the cool tourist ruins, like the bad ones, basically. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, they they destroyed our ancient ruins. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> they destroyed the I Colosseum. Mean, they knocked over like knocked over a bunch of pillars, which ended up being or like the Leaning Tower of Pisa is like like leaned over slightly further or it's, like, further. or it's like the standing tower of pisa now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lying down tower of pisa they <laughs> <laughs> just knocked it over the side but they still try to make it a tourist trap like, that would that'd be like the, that'd be like the tunnel of pisa because you'd right. go through it like end to end if it fell over right? yeah yeah the tunnel of pisa yeah <laughs> venice, venice is just like basically atlantis now it's just fully underwater but not yeah. so far underwater you can still see that you like stand on the top on the rooftops of like the taller buildings still you know <laughs> and you still have the guys in the striped shirt like yeah, yeah. people trying to propose to their wives going yeah, yeah yeah six eyes striped shirt and a paddle yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the instagram photos of the six side guys trying to pick up the laying tower of pizza off the oh ground. yeah like with the perspective <laughs> trick though they're way in front, you know? but they look like one of their godzilla friends yeah, <laughs> yeah the thing that they said to new york yeah. Uh, so always happy to not be considered European. Uh, the UK last, lasted slightly longer. Uh, for a time, the Chimera, for some reason, could not cross the English Channel, um, which allowed um, like the Parliament to evacuate 300,000 civilians to Australia and Canada, which in Canada are called Substitute Englands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, by October, however, so this is from January to October, it took them almost a full year for some fucking reason to cross the English Channel, maybe because of the English Navy, Right, because they're generally pretty good. Yeah. So by uh, by October, the Chimera managed to cross the channel. Uh, whether it was by uh, tunneling underneath it, kind of like that metro system they have, or they had like a gigantic suit jacket that they could lay over the puddle for their like hot, gigantic Chimera woman that they were courting is unknown. But so eventually, Godzilla had got a straw and he sucked it dry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because the next part is not quite unlike. Uh, a gigantic monster fucking with the water because after they crossed the channel the uh, the general command of the British army was destroyed when the Chimera actually dammed and redirected the River Thames to flood the entire city of London and the bunker underneath and kill all of the people defending London at the time so out of the 14,000 English defenders only 200 people survived because the Chimera managed to redirect and basically use the river thames as a weapon wow first fire now water london can't catch a break huh? no exactly what's next a tornado Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah three for Land, three baby. landslide i think it's the earth nation is the last one left yeah so landslide sounds right yeah it's an air yeah tornado and a landslide team yeah Oh, you're right. So the UK, the UK had already been reaching out to the US for military aid, obviously. Uh, and after the fall of the UK, FDR finally got his paralyzed ass in gear and decided to help. Kind of, which yeah, I mean, like uh, art imitates life, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the, the the aliens finally, and for no no uh, strategically sound reason, decided to also send an asteroid up at Pearl Harbor. Oh uh, uh, yeah, of course. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So thankfully, after the discovery, uh, but thankfully after the discovery of a mysterious alien structure in 1934, somewhere in the U.S., the U.S. government had already been working on various projects within the SPRA, or the Special Research Projects Administration. Uh, the SBRA was created by the government with no publicly stated goal, which faced criticism for basically being just a fucking slush fund. It was yeah. just like something set up when they found a weird alien structure, but they didn't do anything until the Chimera had not just taken over Russia and all of Europe, but then also the UK. And it was like, oh, this is what all that money we were squirreling away was for. Don't worry about it, Johnny, <laughs> tax Johnny Taxpayer. We would never... Yeah. The, me? No, I would never lie to you. <laughs> your friendly your friendly local politician come on yeah, your, your friendly local government <laughs> so looping back now to, to reconnect just to kind of to close the loop here the spra were the ones who were helping fund dr malakoff's creation of the chimera vaccine that was one of the projects that they okay. i buried the lead there a little bit um, yeah. that was one of the projects that they had been funding so it was not disclosed to the public that like, oh, this is where your tax money's going. So the criticism kind of backfired a little bit because FDR would not, in this case, actually be the president to lead the U.S. through a great war since he lost the election to Montana Senator Noah Grace, who, to my knowledge, is not a real person. And I know FDR had three terms through the Second World War, which <laughs> did not happen. I right. skipped away from my... Sorry. That was loud for that. <laughs> Sorry, dog is hungry and knocking my mic. I love Does that she wants some Domino's. <laughs> she wants Domino's, and she also just wants dog food. It's about time. But, um, oh yeah, I love the name Noah Grace. It sounds like someone with an accent just saying someone has no grace. Noah Grace, you've got the Noah Grace, uh, <laughs> the last hmm. surviving Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you sending this guy? He's got the Noah Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Grace was a hardcore America first isolationist who won the 1940 election campaign against FDR, saying that he was spending too much money helping Europe fight off that whole alien threat thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mega baby. Let's go. <laughs> pretty, pretty realistic, honestly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, no, uh, I, I think uh, the States is usually all about keeping the illegal aliens out, aren't they? Oh, yeah. This is yeah. Uh, but like the... Like they, the, the idea that that there's a Republican politician in the U.S. who is not like, whose dick does not get hard for a proxy war is yeah. the okay. least believable thing about the resistance games, right? right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but and then at the same time, like the the fact that there's a clear and existential threat to humanity, and people are like, well, it's going to cost too much to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he's the president now. Uh, he does die under mysterious circumstances and, and is replaced by the VP at some point throughout the timeline. But uh, yeah, uh, FDR, the guy who is just like, we should win the war against the bad guys, uh, loses for the guy who is just like, winning the war is too expensive. And uh, yeah. let's winning go, the war is too expensive. We'll win it whenever it comes here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know how much boats game. cost? We're not going to send all, all our freaking guys over the, the ocean. The ocean's yeah. scary. Who knows what's down there? <laughs> So the SBRA using Malakoff's vaccine, uh, vaccine research rather, would create soldiers called Sentinels under Project Abraham. Uh, the Sentinels were soldiers who were already like resilient, like this is a quote too from the game, resilient, capable soldiers with strong ties to country and honor. So they came pre-brainwashed so you could give them their like magic juice to make them better army men. Mm -hmm. uh, Sentinels were soldiers who were 
kind of like already partially immune to the chimera virus. They had a good resistance to it. And thanks to a modified version, thanks to U.S. government money, uh, now referred casually as bug juice, a modified vaccine. Um, this would also give them kind of like video game powers. They got like a little health regeneration. They're faster. They got the endurance. Like it's the... Yeah. It's it it's the, the armor. It's a space marine armor for yeah. for the the marines of resistance. Basically, is the is the bug juice. Basically, that's what when uh, I went to camp. They used to call the fruit juices, which is probably just like colored sugar that they poured into water. Uh, they used yeah. to call it bug juice. You ever you want to go to the lunchroom and get bug juice? Hmm. It was that's cute. Yeah, maybe maybe they were trying out alternative feeding programs on a group of children to see the the effects that uh, feeding them bugs would have on them. And it turns out it makes a, live in the that, pod, baby. It ends up that when the, those kids grow up, they don't have uh, aprons. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Nobody can figure it out. Interesting. Okay. Uh, one of the other things that I thought was pretty cool is the uh, reason that the player character can pick up first aid kits and heal themselves in game is because they have been enhanced with the bug juice, with the chimera, the modified chimera vaccine. Nice. Uh, these are called eye packs, and it's just kind of like this neat little canon reason. It's like, why can you use a first aid kit? Is because it's like one of the frankly kind of mundane superpowers that you've got is it's like oh i can you know there's no sprint meter baby i can melee an alien to death and also like get a first aid kit pickup it, it's all thanks to it's all, it's all thanks to malakov's vaccine baby. it's all thanks to bug juice yeah all thanks to bug juice <laughs> you feel like sluggish in the mornings not able to drag yourself through the morning commute try bug juice I bug juice it's in a capri sun pack but instead yeah. of like the straw that pokes in the top it's got like the iv like <laughs> Steve Jobs actually uh, dropped the first eye pack into a fish tank, and when Bubbles came out, he sent it back to the factory so yeah. for them to the engineers. Uh, this is first. There's not 100 bug bug juice in there. We got more room for bug juice in there. <laughs> so. We're very excited to present to you the eye pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you download our alien vaccine, you can use this thing to heal almost any wound. You could sprint forever. Yeah. Woo! People yeah. like lining up outside iPack stores. <laughs> the iPack only has one button. Everyone's clapping, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the later iPacks to save on plastic waste don't even include the IV tube anymore. They oh. just send you the they just send you the new bag, but you have to yeah. like keep and recycle your old charger and your, your old, old and your one, old yeah. tube. Mm-hmm. And, and your old needle too. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, just recycle just 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 recycle your old syringes. <laughs> So originally, the people that were recruited to Project Abraham um, were uh, were told <laughs> that they were helping cure the European influenza. Wink, wink. Sure. And all information about the chimera was conveniently left out. A $10,000 incentive was also put in place to get more recruits in. And if you guys want to check for inflation, I don't know how much $10,000 in 1948 was uh, compared to now. But if you could find out. Uh, the initial tests. Sorry. That's, I'm so glad they took the $10,000 off the student loans. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, All I had to do was get this mysterious vaccine, and now someone paid off uh, eight months of interest off of a $100,000 loan that I took out. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Brandon. Uh, purchasing power equivalent, $122,936. That's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would get a mysterious alien vaccine for that. So much it, money. it could have gotten rid of like a third of some American student debt, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's almost worth it. Uh, unless you consider the following statement the initial tests killed all but one of the subjects joseph capelli who we talked about earlier the protagonist from resistance 3 hey Uh, how's it going 
<laughs> After he had survived uh, eating all his gabagool, he was transferred to the Bryce Canyon um, is- base of operations, basically, yeah. in Utah. Okay. Uh, a similar serum to the one used on Capelli was created to continue the program because they were just like, okay, we did kill everybody. This guy survived. Let's keep one drop of that and go from there. Jordan Adam Shepard and Nathan Hale would both receive updated shots. Hale took the vaccine well enough to become the protagonist of Resistance 1 and Resistance 2, while Jordan Shepard mutated into a hybrid monster called Daedalus. So, out of sight and out of mind, Malakov shipped Daedalus to the SPRA station Igloo in Iceland, never to be seen again, I would assume. Uh, Hale would go on to be the sole survivor of the Chimera attack during Operation Deliverance, setting setting into motion the events of the uh, trilogy of games. Why Daedalus, I wonder? Very. uh, We talked about Daedalus this weekend, and I can't remember why. He flew too high, but made it. Yeah, he he was the one who, who... I mean, he built the labyrinth, which contained the Minotaur, right? He flew to the Uh, sun? Yeah, he flew to the sun. Icarus' dad, yeah. Yeah. Him and Icarus flew together, and he was the one telling Icarus, like, don't fly so high, you you idiot. You done that? Yeah. But I don't know why uh, this guy That is the resistance, man. That's it. That's what you get. If you want to hear the rest, play the games. Um, I liked it a lot. It was again, it was a good call from the audience. Very good. I, I and I love the third game like enough that I'm looking into it. If I had the energy to go to GameStop, I would just like buy the first two for six bucks or whatever. But yeah, no. <laughs> that's love- it. I've been your host, Peter O'Donohue, PlayStation Three exclusive. Um, <laughs> if you want more of my crap, you can check uh, at Lord Boys Podcast on Instagram, or you can follow links to the merch store, or you can join Discord. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see you guys in the, the the request chat. I know we're getting up there on Adventure Time. I know Vampire Hunter D. We'll get to these things as we can get to them. There's only one. We all, even as a, just a lone boy, I only get to go once every three weeks. So it, yeah. it takes it takes a while to get to these things. And you know, if we miss just one cycle, that's three weeks. We miss two cycles, that's six weeks. It it, it happens fast where you can get to a hundred day counter. So. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll There's only 52 that. weeks in a year and only three lore boys. Think about that. Yeah. It's... Yeah. But we'll get to what we can, and I'm glad we covered one this time. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you guys want to suggest a show uh, or, um, you know, just have a chat with us, maybe Discord's the way to do it. There's a link in the description of this episode below if you guys want to click on that. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you guys want to help the show out, uh, the best way to do so is to leave us a review or to tell your friends about us, just helping us to, to continue to grow. Um, following us on, uh, you know, the podcast apps that you use and all that probably helps our SEO as well. Uh, so give it a try. Uh, if you guys want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon. Thanks again to uh, new new patron John Bench. I think we said his name. Ben. Uh, ben- I think it's a G. It, it, was, it was Bench, but we're calling him Bench because again, so, listen to the bonus the bonus content that comes out tomorrow, and you'll find out why you're going to become a judge. To help with the uh, SEO, <laughs> to help with the SEO too. Just go into local businesses and yell "Lore Boys" as loud yeah. as you can, just to get us out there into the cultural zeitgeist. Never let never yell "Lore Boys" in a crowded theater. It's illegal, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, people will people will Google it. They'll hear you yelling about it. They'll Google "Lore Boys" and yeah. then we'll show up in more. Search. Don't say it on a plane either, but. Uh, yeah. Business, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can say it on a plane. Are screaming lore boys. <laughs> you can say it on a plane as long as you say it uh, in international flights when you're 12 miles out to sea. Because oh, right. little known fact, none of the laws of the plane applies when you're 12 miles out to sea because <laughs> it's international waters. Uh, for, for legal purposes, that was a joke. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, <laughs> just start breaking into the mini bar, like pushing people around and stuff. Like, <laughs> but as soon as you get close to land, you just settle down a bit. You'll be all right. Yeah. 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 Calm back down. And yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Lord Boys. Thanks to John Bench, John Bench, uh, uh, Saucy, and Squilliam uh, for the uh, updated slash new uh patrons the other one was drank reliant drank reliant also updated their uh drank reliant. their subscription yeah it was drank reliant. reliant k you remember those people who sang about sadie hawkins dance the sadie hawkins dance I wear my khaki pants it's nothing better nope. no oh anyways nope, nope. i'm too old nope. it's pop punk from the mid nods um so yeah we got a couple tiers there you can hear the bonus content that we keep referring to uh you'll get all our loser titles that that i've been frantically writing it down during this episode i uh, get to try and guess which ep- what the episode is going to be about before it comes out good luck uh, I hope. <laughs> and uh if you guys don't want to uh support the show financially obviously we are in pretty dire straits uh these days you know it's it's been rocky for us it's been a tough road um but you know the end is almost in sight so uh we're not quite at the production phase yet, but we are in design phase. So if you guys have good design ideas for an apron for Jamie, please <laughs> send them to contact at lowvoice.com. Uh, and we will, during our next mailbag, we'll have a review of all the designs submitted and we'll, we'll end up choosing a winner. Uh, so you guys can um, sub- submit yeah. as many as you want. Uh, make, them, make them pop, make them unique. Uh, if you guys want to find a, a picture of Jamie out there on the internet and do like a little, you know, the like a Barbie game from like the early 2000s on PC where you could just like click and drag different clothes over Barbie. This, so uh, I remember pop punk. You remember Barbie games, dude? This is where I, I'm way more familiar with the Newgrounds Barbie games where you can snap a dress onto like a default Barbie. Yeah. I'm is, there, is, there, is, there any, is there anything wrong with me being a Bratz video game enjoyer, dude? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm throwing pocket shade. man when i was a child i'm throwing Wait, shade but i know exactly what game you're talking about i, I think <laughs> i think we talked i think we talked about this on the last episode or maybe the last bonus content but like when i used to play the original super smash brothers i used to just like use it as a vessel to play house with my friends yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you did, we you did uh, talk about that That's they true. always want to fight and i'd want to just be like no i'm gonna be pikachu and this is my house on the side of the castle okay so <laughs> i can see why you fit uh, the zomboids so well making house yeah, and, yeah exactly that's all, that's all i was make house with my friends yeah uh yeah so submit your your design ideas we'll pick a winner uh and you'll you will become a lore boy primer uh, i think that would constitute a lore boys lore boys second you sat down on the chair that came with it it broke immediately yeah. and then the <laughs> second chair you put a plate with a burger on it and then that broke the that second broke. chair yeah. <laughs> it did not matter that thing was always destined to go back to the store right now i don't have that big of a kitchen my entire kitchen has a tent just like unraveled in it just drying it out to basically fold it back up and send it back to the store because it rains so much that you night. don't have a fucking balcony yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 